I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Good. Not joining us as always is a cold. <laughs> well, sometimes it's, it's a frequent collaborator. <laughs> That's true. Um, today we are finally chatting about the second season of Bridgerton, based on *The Viscount Who Loved Me* by Julia Quinn. But first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching? Well, what I've been reading is I did start the um, second. Kerrigan Byrne book in the Fiona Mahoney series. Okay. Which is... Um, That's the one where she's like a... She cleans up after crime scenes. Okay, yeah. And so she had cleaned up after Jack the Ripper, and now she's all about finding Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, it, the book is called The Treacherous Trade. I'm enjoying it so far. She gets herself involved in all kinds of crazy... They're pretty bonkers. Mm-hmm. But um, that's what... I haven't finished it yet, though. So that's what I've been reading, and um, we watched all of Dairy Girls today. We did. <laughs> well, Ellen watched. I I came in the middle of second of first season. Of first season. Um, yeah. I I just sometimes it's like it's one of my comfort watches, and so most definitely. Um, we do love that show. Um, we went and saw. Oh yeah, we did. I forgot about this. Yeah, we went and saw The Lost City, which I posted about on the Facebook group, but um, we really loved it. And it's definitely, like, very romance reader. Like, romance readers will enjoy it on a different level than most moviegoers. Um, But, like, there's this opening scene where it's, like, one of her book scenes. And we were just, like, laughing slash cringing because it's like, oh, it's too authentic. (laughs) So we had had fun. It was a lot of Ellen and me getting all giggly in the theater. And I've seen this commented a lot but it's definitely kind of like a throwback to kind of the old adventure romance comedy um very like romancing the stone vibes um and on many levels but um and uh Channing Tatum was delightful yes Sandra Bullock is a national treasure I was telling Ellen I was like she's gorgeous and she's such a good comedian I don't know you know, when she is no longer with us or no longer part of the acting scene like she is now. I mean, yeah. she can't always maintain what she does now. But um, we are going to... I don't know who would replace her because she's just she's just so entertaining and, and yeah. endearing. Um, but kudos to her at 58 for getting it with Channing Tatum. So, yeah. I mean, I'm maybe spoiling Yeah, there's like a good, there's a good age uh, gap, uh, which is in the opposite direction of how it usually is yeah. in films. Usually we got um, creepy old men with really young girl actresses. So I'm, yes. I, I appreciated the older woman, more mature woman <clears throat> with the hot young guy. Yeah. And then, and Brad Pitt was thrown in there just for kicks and giggles. <laughs> just, you know, 
for an extra little, and he's really funny. Yeah, the movie is really funny. Um, I saw a lot of romance authors, like, tweeting and saying, like, everybody should go support it, you know, to help show the movie industry that we still... And I know it made, like, a bunch of money this weekend, so um, here's to hoping there's still room in the market for some good, fun rom-coms. Rom-y-commy. Because it was a lot of fun. We really liked it a lot. Um, I finished listening to... The Taming of a Highlander by Elisa Braden. I was um, thinking of hitting that next. What yeah. are your thoughts? Um, it was good. It was, um, it's, it's very comparable to the first one. Um, and perfect timing on my part because this, the third audiobook comes out this Tuesday. Oh. So um, I was thinking I would get that when it came out on Delve Tuesday. Delve into that one. Um, and yeah, so that covers it right yeah i think that's about yeah we've had um yeah we had a lot of company this week and um and then i got sick from sources unknown and i I was just it was actually cousin chelsea who's been on the show before yes with her whole brood and children per chance maybe some of her kids had the sniffles (laughs) per chance that's where Ellen got her germ fest. Um, but, you know, it could have also come from school. Who knows? I'm around so many little germy kids well, nowadays. Don't breathe on me. What's wrong with you? What's wrong? <laughs> um, okay, let's just get down to it because we got a lot to talk about today. We do. Um, today we are chatting about the much-anticipated second season, much-anticipated by us, but also by the general populace, Um of Bridgerton, based on this season, specifically based on The Viscount Who Loved Me by Julia Quinn, which is the second book in her much-beloved Bridgerton series. Uh, The second season is eight episodes and stars mainly Jonathan Bailey as Anthony Bridgerton and Simone Ashley as Kate Sharma, formerly Kate Sheffield in the books. Um, So for that, I got the back cover description of The Viscount Who Loved Me which essentially pertains to the show as well. Um, eighteen fourteen promises to be another eventful season, but not this author believes for Anthony Bridgerton, London's most elusive bachelor who has shown no indication that he plans to marry. And in truth, why should he? When it comes to playing the consummate rake, nobody does it better. Lady Whistledown's papers, society papers, April, 1814. But this time, the gossip colonists have it wrong. Anthony Bridgerton hasn't just decided to marry. He's even chosen a wife. The only obstacle is his intended's older sister, Kate Sheffield, in the show Sharma. The most meddlesome woman ever to grace a London ballroom. The spirited schemer is driving Anthony mad with her determination to stop the betrothal. But when he closes his eyes at night, Kate is the woman haunting his increasingly erotic dreams. Um, contrary to popular belief, Kate is quite sure that that reformed rakes do not make the best husbands. And Anthony Bridgerton is the most wicked rogue of them all. Kate is determined to protect her sister, but she fears her own heart is vulnerable. And when Anthony's lips touch hers, she's suddenly... Uh, afraid she might not be able to resist the reprehensible rake herself. Mom, <clears throat> in general, <laughs> before we get into specifics, specifics, what did you think of the second season of Bridgerton? Um, well, first of all, we had to wait quite a while for that kiss that they just talked <laughs> oh about. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah. In the in the show, certainly longer than we do in the book. There was a lot of close up heavy breathing and <laughs> in each other's mouths. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um uh I really liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I guess we'll probably talk about how it doesn't really follow exactly along with the book. No, it doesn't. But um, as a TV show, because TV shows have to be different than books, my friends, um, I thought it was lovely, enchanting. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun. Yeah. I liked that this one, this season felt funnier. Like, they they are honing more slash better in on the, like, family my dog wants out of the room. The family <laughs> chemistry between the Bridgertons, yeah. I felt, this season. Um, even with Francesca still MIA most of the time, but that is mainly because um, the actress herself wasn't as available as they would have liked. I read that they, like, wanted to have her and they... She was obligated <clears throat> to other things. Yes. Um, However, they need to get her story started because... Yeah, they do. Her story kind of overlaps with other stories, so... Yeah, they do. Um... But I, um, I, I also really liked it. It's, um, I'm, I was considering listening or reading to the book and I'm glad I didn't do that. Um, because I already was comparing it to, uh, things I remembered from the book. Um, and so I'm glad I didn't have it super fresh in my mind. Um, but those changes which we are going to talk about I recognize it's like mom said (laughs) especially to be on brand with a Shonda Rhimes show um there's just and you know we're going to talk about it but there's just things about the book that I kind of assumed they weren't going to be able to to put on screen second half of the book because they get married like halfway through the book yeah and the whole second half of the book is is him worried about dying young and not wanting to fall in love with Kate because people just die and hurt and you get hurt and all that and all that is so internal like you can't show that on screen yeah and so in order to make it um you know they they fed more into the love triangle which isn't even really a love triangle in the book yes yeah and they um you know fed more well they had his his uh courtship with edwina Edwina go a lot further like to the altar yeah (laughs) and um you know so they had to they had to augment the story in other ways because they couldn't just you know have us looking at anthony brooding you know, any more than we already were. Yeah. And uh, so th- I thought they, it, she did, they did. I thought it was a good job of them, you know, pulling in the elements of the book that we love. Paul Mall was there. Um, a lot of the scenes There's that we. still a library scene, whether or not it's the same, which yes. I recognize it's not. And I, I get it. I would have liked for her to still have her fear of thunderstorms. I think that that's um, something that could have been incorporated, but wasn't. But, you know, whatever. They were pulling in other elements of so many other people. Because they've got to have the other characters doing something while Kate and Anthony are just kind of... We talked about this last season, too. But, I mean, you read the books and, yeah, people pop in, but they're not doing anything. And, um, And so they can't, they can't do that for a TV show. For a TV show. Um, especially, I don't know, knowing some about actors contracts and things like that they 
they can't do it and expect those actors to stick around, you right. know, and they have to give them some sort of character development to and some kind of storyline. They yeah. have to have a storyline in each season, so <clears throat> yeah. Um Okay, let's dive into the questions that I have and, you know, we'll talk about more of this stuff as we go. Um, what did you think of Simone Ashley as Kate Sharma, our heroine? I thought she was, first of all, gorgeous. Yeah, she's gorgeous. And her hair, her hair was, like, amazing the entire show. I was just, like, especially when it gets, like, loose. And I saw somebody po point this out on Twitter that, like, you know, she starts really, like, pinned up. and um, But then as she, like, further gets into her story, like, her hair becomes looser well, and looser and looser does get hurt and wind up in bed for a while. She does. <laughs> so. And of course her hair looks like when he, when she wakes up from being, you know, out, out of, of it for a week, <laughs> unconscious for two weeks or whatever it is. And her hair is just like, Oh, it's perfect. Perfectly disheveled. And her <laughs> makeup like, is on point. What the and hell? it's like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> I've been sick for two days. And I look like garbage. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. <laughs> it doesn't even take two days. Yeah, but, know. um, uh, yeah, she was she was absolutely gorgeous, and I think they did an excellent job of casting her and Edwina because Edwina was, you know, you could tell they looked related, but Edwina had the sweet little yeah angelic yeah know, sweet little look where Kate had more of the. I mean, they did a really good job of casting them because they were perfect for the parts. Yeah, I thought she was a great Kate. Um, she really like gave you know, him a run for his freaking money. And, um, and that's what we love about Kate. Yeah. I thought she was great. I love her in that like horse racing scene. I love that. She just like never gave him an inch. Um, except for when she did. And, um, <laughs> I think he was giving her the inch. <laughs> <laughs> the, the inches. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought she was a great Kate. And um, I loved the representation of casting this Indian actress or Southeast Asian um, and incorporating so much of, you know, not so much, but hints of her culture that, you know, yeah. weren't obviously in the books. Um, but I thought that was, and I thought that choice to um, make Kate specifically um from India was, I thought it worked really well because, you know, they've kind of been away and they've got, you know, yeah. this different impediment to hurdle. Um, and I just really liked it. Um, I liked that Kate, especially, I mean, this is kind of, this is kind of different from the books, but I really liked it that, um, you know, Kate essentially is picking up Anthony's role from last season. You know, Anthony was this really overprotective, putting his foot in the middle of all these schemes for um, for Daphne last season, and then now Kate really takes over that role. And um, Well, I think the show did a good job of showing that Kate and Anthony actually really had a lot in common yeah. in their roles yeah. as, you know... Older siblings. Older siblings in their family and... You Taking know, feeling, a lot on themselves. Feeling protective, losing parents... And then feeling the need to, you know, move forward and and take a lot on after parents have passed away. And, yeah, I think the, the show did a good job of pointing all those things out. Yeah. Um, I thought that 
um, yeah, I just thought she was great. And I, I don't have any beef with any, any quote unquote changes that were made to her character. And I thought, yeah. I thought for me, she really captured what I loved about and what was important to me about Kate That's Sheffield. I, I, um, absolutely. I would agree. Uh, what did you think of Jonathan Bailey as Anthony Bridgerton, our hero? Oh, Jonathan Bailey. He's He's, such a dish. He is so easy on the eyes. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And, um, and he does a good job of playing brooding Anthony. Yeah. And, um, I thought it was all really well done. And the flashbacks of him having to take over his father's role, those were, I thought those were really well done and him. It's like, I, I don't know, you know, it showed you he got thrown into this thing and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And kind of where he's come from that. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved him really, last season. I love him this season. Yeah. They really depicted that well, um, of just kind of the crushing and that, that scene where they show Edmund dying from yeah. the beasting. And then they just show, like, immediately all these people coming to him and being like, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? This is your job now. And he's just like, Give me a freaking second. <laughs> my dad just died in front of my eyes. Um, so I thought that that was really well depicted and really kind of captured very quickly. Because, um, you know, you talked about um, how a lot of his stuff in the book is very internal, but... Um, I thought that that scene really kind of depicted a lot of that trauma that he has. Uh, it it showed it well. Um, and he was easy to look at. And he was easy to look at. Um, what was I going to say? <clears throat> I don't know, Ellen. I, um, my favorite scene for him was, you know, because they keep talking about, like, you have no emotions, you didn't even cry when... Um, when father died and all this stuff, like, um, and then that scene where Violet comes in and she says, like, she's awake and he just breaks down and starts crying <laughs> and, like, this range of emotions that he goes through where he's just, like, trying to be stoic and then, like, just starts crying and has this really, like, sweet conversation with Violet and Violet's, like, you know, you can't let her go. Like, you can't lose her. And, um, I just really loved that scene. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. I thought, um, by virtue of some of the changes that they made to the story, there was a lot more instances where he frustrated me. Yes. Um, because, um, his pussyfooting is extended, (laughs) um, more so than it is in the book. Um, but... That's not his fault. <laughs> and I don't know. I think I, I like some of the things that... <clears throat> I think that Kate and Anthony in the show have to learn a harder lesson about um, letting their siblings make their own decision. I think Anthony like, kind of learned that somewhat in the last season. And then Kate learns a lot more of that this season, but they still both have to like, I don't know. Yeah. Like more so than in the books, like that they're, um, meddling or not, not that that's the right word, but they're kind of like overbearance. Cause their intentions are good. <clears throat> yeah. But they just all aren't always on point for what their siblings need. Yeah. So, um, 
So I liked that. Um, Including his, you know, the Benedict thing, you know, when Benedict's trying to get into art school. and Yeah, bless and, him. And, uh, and I like that Benedict didn't, didn't get mad at him about that necessarily. Yeah. It was just like, you know. Yeah, I wish he'd let me do it on my own. And he's like, you know. I was trying to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I thought he was great. You know, we also didn't have as many problems with him, though, last season as a lot of people lot did. Of people because... Did. We just knew what was coming and how great it was going to be. And how she was going to smack him um, into submission. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought he was a great Anthony, and I was really glad to get to see his season, you know. And his wet white shirt. And his wet white shirt. His <laughs> tissue paper <laughs> wet white shirt. What were shirts made of back then? Like saran wrap? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for Like cloudy sake. saran wrap. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So, what did we think of their plot? Those two. We've talked about those two. Those two specifically. Because okay. I've got, I thought <clears throat> it was good. I thought it, they did a good job with it. I think they did a good, I think they did a good job of drawing in all the other characters. Um, well, because, okay, so let's, let's recap. Because in the book, um, Anthony and Kate get caught um, amidst the bee sting incident, which in the show I think takes place in like episode four. So like, or maybe even episode three. I think it was even episode three. Well, <clears throat> and in the book, uh, it's Mrs. Featherington that finds them with him trying to suck the venom from the bee sting out of her bee sting. Is that for sure what happens there? Yes. Okay. Uh, first of all, don't ever doubt me. <laughs> Second of all, yes. Okay. And, um... They knew that with her knowing about it, mm -hmm. there was no way they're going to keep their secret because we all know she's a, not a good person. Well, she's not a bad person. She's just... Yeah, we're going to talk about her later. She's a little gossipy. But, um, so they have to get married. So they do. In the movie... Well, and it's... and in, it's In the show, they've got to drag this relationship out a lot longer because we need eight episodes. I think episodes. especially they probably wanted to because of how Daphne and Simons goes. Yeah, they don't want another forced... Forced marriage. marriage. I think they probably um, want to give these couples some more uh, choice in the matter. Um, and you know, especially having two of those in a row, I think, was probably a thought for them. Um... And, like, trust me, I've seen all y'all, and we're going to read some comments <laughs> later, about people being upset about the changes. And I get it. I mean, listen, um, I've totally been there with, you know, books getting made into movies and things like that and just being like, ah, they're totally ruining it. And it's me every time I watch Persuasion. Um, but I don't know why I'm being, like, more forgiving of this, but I think it's the episodic nature of the of the adaptation and also um I don't know like they're serving a larger picture with this like there's they want to do eight seasons and I am not going to begrudge them that <laughs> um and so and they're having to do other things that just won't or it won't care it can it could carry over but it would be a very different it wouldn't be necessarily a series it would be a series of mini series or something yeah. if they were to just completely adapt the books. Well, the last time I read the books, I read, well, I think the first time I read them, but I know when I've read them all in order, 
I remember specifically having the thought, do all these children end up having to get married? Because, you know, there's a lot of that in this series of they get caught messing around and so they have to get married. And it's like, I could see where up the TV series, they it's like, we don't want that to be the plot for every single one of these marriages. We want them to have different differences in the plot. And I'm not bagging on Julia Quinn. Um, I just think it was really easy to get caught (laughs) doing stuff that required you to have to get married. Well, and they're definitely like modernizing, you know, this. And I just, I think that they probably, while that is very true to the period where you'd get caught, you know, in a room together and it's like, "Mm," um, I think they wanted to give their characters kind of more say in the matter, probably, and not have all of them back to back being forced into these marriages. Um... I also think something that I lost in my brain. I'm running on a lot of Dayquil right now, you guys. Um, Dayquil-addled brain. Yeah. Um, Say something so I can maybe think of what it was. So you can maybe think of what it was. Um, I'm going to go back to the, because, like, her fear of thunderstorms, I think was a great point in the books just because... Well, probably because they both had kind of unrealistic fears and they both ended up kind of overcoming those fears. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of missed that in in the storyline in the TV show. Um, and I think that they could have, I mean, like they sort of even hint at it and then just don't like follow all the way through with it. follow through with it. Um, um, yeah. So I, I kind of missed that in the story, but... You know, anytime you have a an adaptation, it's not going to be spot on. I'll tell you what I did not necessarily miss, and I know a lot of uh, readers are going to be angry at me, but I... Just for this, or is there other stuff? Uh, that's <laughs> as well. I personally am glad that they did not include his kind of fear of dying. I, I would agree. Um, I, I get... I mean, they hinted at it when she got hurt and then he didn't want to go visit her because he just, and that was part of the reason he didn't want to fall in love is because love just means, you know, loved ones die because he saw what his mom went through when his dad died and he, you know, didn't want it, something like that to break him. Um, and that's kind of what his discussion with Violet was all about. Yeah. So. I get that it's a thing that like really happens to people where people have like a legitimate fear if they have a parent who died that they have a legitimate fear of, like, dying when their parent died. I get that. Um, I just don't think it's something that would play out on screen very well. I totally, totally agree. Um, And I think that, I don't know, I think you, I think you need something kind of, I think that's why they made the changes that they did. You need something that has set pieces and um, scenes to play out with other actors that I just don't think you can do very well with him having a fear of dying early. Yeah. It's like I was saying, there was so much of what was going on with Anthony that was internal, and they there was just no way to really show that on the screen. So they had to add other elements to the story in order to prolong that their relationship. So that being said, um, you know, I think that's why they they give them different impediments to falling in love. Um, and because they're easier to dramatize, um, because you think about the book, they, they're forced into this marriage and then they have these, 
things along the way that help them to fall in love. Um, not only is that very similar to what Daphne and Simon went through in the last book, but, um, in the last season, but, um, yeah, I just think that they, they probably wanted something that was, had more scenes that they could put more episodes into than the events of the book. Um, and so because I think they felt they needed to make those changes, I'm happy with the changes that they made. Um, I think that it was sometimes more frustrating to watch than I wanted it to be. Um, but I think that they did a good job of still giving fan service and like service to the readers by making sure that at least there were scenes that were like familiar to us, yes. you know, like a library scene, um, the Paul Mall and, um, house party, Newton and all these things, you know? Um, so I'm not mad at it. I get it. I guess. I'm not mad at it either. And <clears throat> you know, just keep making them because I know like that's, I mean, and I know we said this last time too, but I'm just so happy that this is becoming like a thing and, and a very popular thing. Yes. And I think that, I mean, I think, um, some, cause you see that you saw this happen kind of with Outlander too, where people just, um, like, this is why we can't have nice things. You guys, <laughs> it's cause we bitch and complain about them when, <laughs> when they try to help us out. Yeah. And, um, I, I am choosing to just be happy that like this thing that I love is being made into anything. Yeah. Like, I'm just happy to see a depiction of Anthony and Kate on screen, whether or not they're doing the same exact thing. We are getting a period historical romance of enemies to lovers trope with the Bridgerton family. And that's all I care about. Like... <laughs> If it's a little different, I'm okay with that. If I still get the Paul Mall scene, I'm super okay with that. And you guys, I freaking loved the Paul Mall scene. They did that so well. They did it really well. Like, um... Them finding their <laughs> their balls in the mud. Well, and, and Anthony just, like, when she grabs the black mallet, he's just like, okay, I'm trying <laughs> to be cool about this, was so good. And, like... Uh, and the depiction of, like, Edwina kind of being out of her depth with the Bridgertons in the game and Kate just being, like, totally in their zone. I was like, yes, this is it. This is so good. Um, so I am just taking those nuggets that they still gave us and just being happy with that. And, um, yeah. and you guys, it was still so hot. Like, okay, I wrote down all these things. I loved the horse races scene. Yep. Because that was, like, a perfect... Kate and Anthony thing where, you know, they're betting against each other and she's showing him up with her she's, horse knowledge. With her ex explanations of why she betted, <laughs> betted, bet, bet the way she did. Um, Anthony full-blown says, you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. You guys, <laughs> come on. Oh, it's like, so good. We're still romance readers. <laughs> this is good shit right here. Well, in this book... I think even more than this series, even more than last season, was way more um, just romantic. Like, sweep you off your feet. Slow romance. burn. Like, the it's got so much hand porn in it, oh, which so I had awesome. to explain to my cousin the other day. <laughs> but, like, all the, like, the like hand brushing stuff. hands and, like... 
lingering touches and all that stuff, which you guys know from us talking about, like, the 2005 Pride and Prejudice that I am so here for. Like, those, that's, like, my favorite moment. Well, we were watching it. My husband was there, and I was like, oh, Ellen, hand stuff. And I think he thought I was talking about something else. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, the no. The hand stuff. The hand stuff. It was so good. <laughs> um, him, like, staring at and her. And that's the kind of stuff you can't write in the book. Yeah. Well, you can, but it doesn't have it's it doesn't pack good. the same punch. Ugh. Um, yeah, and it was so good. Um, him staring at her at the wedding, like as soon as he his eyes start darting over to her during the wedding, I was like, "Oh, you guys, come on, come on." Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we know, and she's like, "How did I not see this?" Honestly. <laughs> well, I love like they really had fun with that. Like all the like after it's like they're outed as being into it, like hot for each other, like um. They're like when they're standing in the room and Lady Anne Bird's like, you guys cannot be like within five feet of each other at this party. Because you just can't keep your eyes off each other. <laughs> and like she walks by him and he like smells her and Lady Anne Bird's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. Now, I've seen the comment and I'm going to read some comments later that there's not enough time of them being in love. And I will, I will concede to that i also wanted more of them however i think they're going to be in future well and that's the thing is i've seen interviews where they both have said like oh yeah we're i'm gonna be in this show for the next 10 years like and so i think despite you know other cast members not always returning for every season i bet that these two you know yeah they're gonna stay they're gonna stick with us and so we're gonna see their whole relationship playing out so I'm here for it, and, you know, because Kate really becomes, a, like, she's their go-to. She ends up giving the sex talks, because we all know that Violet's not very good at it, <laughs> yeah. but, but her and Daphne t- kind of take that over on, yeah. and... Um, and she becomes the new, like, little matriarch of yeah, the family, yeah. and I'm really excited to see, like, that, and to see what role they play further in the season. Um, also, VIP of the season, Daphne. Yeah. Yes. Daphne. For being, for noticing it, I mean, even before she walked in on him, she knew what was going on. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, Daphne for calling him out on it. Yeah. And, um. And he's like, I, I don't like you married. You're getting way too bossy. <laughs> well, and I think especially if, um, reggae doesn't come back for any future seasons, even more so, um, Kate and Anthony are gonna, you know. Yeah. I think they're to gonna. Fill that void. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Daphne was great. And, um, I love that when she's like, oh, you must be Edwina. Cause obviously you guys have sizzling sexual <laughs> chemistry. And he's like, no, this is her sister. She's like, mm, then we need, then some, we need to talk rather. Something's going on here. <laughs> yeah. She was great. I like, you know, I was kind of, she did a good job last season, but, um, she like really endeared herself to me in this season. Um, okay. Tied to them, what did you think of Edwina and the changes to her character? I would say (coughs) I liked her changes the least, but I got how it played into the story. Edwina in the book was like, you know, when Kate comes to her and is is like, I think I have feelings for Anthony. She's like, oh, well, then you can have him. (laughs) Maybe not quite that much, but but she wasn't really. But see, this is another change that I think that probably sort of in plotting out an eight episode series which you guys we already were bitching that we weren't getting 10 episodes again like we did last season in in getting in plotting out eight episode series 
They just needed to give their, there needs to be conflict. It's, there needs to be eight different conflicts, you know, if you're doing eight episodes. And and I agree. And I see that. Um, I did like in the book though, that like Edwina found, I mean, she found somebody yeah. And well, we not, we're probably not done with Edwina. Uh, and that's fine. And I'm here for it. Um, but yes, I, uh, I liked her character better in the book than I did in the movie. But, and a lot of it, part of it was, especially in the beginning, she was kind of more, um, like a simpering miss. And, in, but, but she does, she grows and she definitely develops more of a backbone, I think, in the show than she does in the book. I would agree with that. Um, but at the beginning, I was just like, come on, can't you see that he's just... I was more annoyed with her in the show than I ever was with her in the book. But that's because in the book, she was very passive and did nothing to annoy me. Yeah. Um, I, spoiler alert, like the hint of her with the prince because the prince was a sweetheart. In yeah, the last he deserves season. a good, yeah, a good he match. deserves a little diamond, and um, so does she. She deserves a prince. So I have to say, one of my favorite changes to the whole series in, in general is the queen. Yeah. I think that the queen, because the queen is kind of a combination of Lady Danbury and the queen's character. I mean, yeah. she takes on a lot of <clears throat> Lady Danbury's roles from the book series, and Lady Danbury kind of has a different. She's yeah. still Lady Danbury, but she's got other yeah other things going on. Hats going on. But I do like the queen, and I like the whole thing of her picking a diamond, and you know that being the incomparable of the season. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I just like her like getting her feelings hurt and hurt by by Lady Whistledown, and I like her and her machinations. And I don't know. But she's... also, she's still like because um, there's that moment towards the end where. She's like stands up for Kate and Anthony and yeah. is like, I don't know what you're talking about. They look great together, don't they? Right? <laughs> right? Are you going to disagree with me? And so like she kind of, you know, gives them her blessing. Yeah. Which... And then everybody's okay with everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I really like her character. I think she's fun and, and yeah, she, she kind of is, and is she's a really glue good in the that kind of brings a lot of the mixes, that brings a lot of the new and the, I don't know, series and book stuff together. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. So Edwina... Um, yeah, I, I both, I get, so like, I get why they did things. It's maybe not like, they're not my favorite things. Um, but I, again, I think it's because they, I think they don't want any simpering misses on this show, which, you know, we have to step back from the books and realize that there are simpering misses in the books. And yes, that is true to the period. (laughs) But, <clears throat> I don't know. And I'm not, Edwina from the books is not, like, a simpering miss, necessarily. She's she's a little intellect and, um, you know, kind of a little book nerd, which we love, obviously. Um, but I think that they just want every woman on this show to be a rah-rah, shishkumba. Right. Well, she was more of a simpering miss in the beginning, but then once she realized what was going on with her, after she realized about Anthony mm-hmm. had feelings for her sister... And then she kind of got mad at her sister. That's the part I didn't like. And, but, but I do like that scene. I like I like this aspect of her speech where, you know, because he tells her, like, you know, we are good together because of this and this. And she realizes, oh, it's not, we're not good together because you could love me. We're yeah. solely good together. And so she tells him, like, I deserve more than that. Like, 
And she does. And, you know, you've lied to me and, like, led me to believe, essentially, that... That you could love me someday. And yeah. that's not going to happen because apparently you're with my sister. And... Yeah. Which makes Christmas awkward. Yeah. <laughs> and he is, like, basically, prior to this, told her sister, like, you know, you, you could, there's no ends of the earth that you could go where I would not want to bone you. Yeah. Well, and, and cheat on you and cheat on your sister with you. Like, that's and then, up. you know, like in the next breath, though, he's like, so you have to go away and never come back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that's not fair to her sister to mm-hmm. say, um, I'm in love with your sister, so we can't ever have her over. Well, and it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I. I don't begrudge Edwina. And I thought that the actress herself was, like, a perfect casting oh. because she, like, Mom said, she's such, like, a sweet, angelic-looking, like, she would be picked as a diamond because she's just everything. Yeah. And she's gorgeous as well. And um, But she's got such an innocent look. I don't know if it's the, like, anime-sized eyes or what, but yeah. she's just got this very sweet, angelic little look. Yeah. Um, I mean, because her and Kate are both gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I would but call in her different ways. I would call her more cute and Kate more gorgeous. Is that yeah? yeah. <laughs> is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, but they were just uh, enchanting on the screen, and yeah. I thought the casting was on point. Yes. Um, okay. What did you make of Penelope's plot and trying to keep Whistledown a secret? Penelope has dug herself some holes. <laughs> Yeah. I'll have to see how this plays out, but um, I'm, I'm really curious how they're going to, because they, the TV series, Whistledown is such a huge part of the TV series. I mean, she's our whole narrator. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how they're going to play that all out. And now yeah. Eloise knows, in the books, Eloise is like the last, the last person, person to, to know. know. And so now Eloise knows. And um, Eloise is pissed. Because Penelope threw under the bus. Regard, I mean, she had good intentions. She yeah. did it for a good reason. Yeah. Uh, we all know that. It's going to take Eloise a little bit to come around. So I'll have to see how, because she's got to redeem herself somehow. Well, and Eloise and Penelope have to become friends again and, like, make up. Well, they always do. They um, always break up makeup through the whole series. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm also very curious as to... Um, but she also threw Colin under the... I mean, she's thrown... She threw Marina, like, she's big She's thrown time. a lot of people under the bus. Yeah. So when it comes out, she's going to have to do something to redeem herself so that when it comes out, everybody doesn't, like, want to kill her. Yeah. Like, Lynn, like she fears that in the books, but, like, this is even more so. She's, like, she's been way harder on people. Yeah. In like, the people series close to her. Than she has been, than she was in the books. So yeah. it'll be, I'm curious to see. I was, I was thinking Colin might figure it out this year just because he would recognize the writing from her letters and whistle down mm-hmm. that he would have seen a connection there. Um, Colin, well, he's a guy, so not quite as interesting. <laughs> <He's not observant. laughs> um, I do see Colin's story brewing. I'll tell you what I really, I, I am I getting ahead of questions? Cause I got more stuff to say. What are you going to say? I was going to say, I really liked, I was afraid that Colin was going to have to have Penelope come and tell him about the, her cousin or whatever he was. Marina. Not Marina. About, oh. um. Jack. Jack. Okay. And his, um, minds that Colin was thinking of buying into i was afraid that penelope was gonna have to tell him and it's like is is penelope gonna save colin in every single (laughs) season but colin on his own i think he was wise to him from the get-go or yeah pretty early on anyway and um and i think that's probably why her mom was like don't go to the bridgertons because she knew that they if anyone's gonna figure it out it would be the bridgertons so well and yeah we'll we'll talk about portia in a little bit um yeah definitely collins is brewing um 
So much so that, you know, this past week, Shonda Rhimes kind of in an interview mentioned that um, she's going to zoom out. They're, they're not necessarily going to be done in the same order as the books. Um, and they really obviously ramped up Colin and Penelope's story in this season, certainly more so than Benedict's. I mean, Benedict has his own stuff going on, but it's not leaning towards any sort of romance. We did get to see his butt, though, so I was there So for that's that. a thing. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I kind of wonder if Colin and Penelope are going to be next season, but it almost seems like, like you said, Penelope needs... She needs to be able to, like, save one of the siblings in some way yeah. that's going to help redeem her to the Bridgertons a little bit more. Um, but, I don't know. They've got a lot of stuff brewing that they don't have in the books. Um, so, maybe they'll use... So, it's use... hard to see. I could also see them, I was telling Ellen, I could also see them <clears throat> using Penelope and Colin's story, like, having that be the overarching romance that... But I think that they're, they're, they're ramping them up too much... Um... Well, he's not going to be happy with her now because... Yeah, I know. And he can't marry her without knowing that she's whistled down, so... Yeah. Um, it's... I'm... Yeah, so I'm curious if in, like, the next couple weeks they kind of announce who the next season's going to be about. Well, once they start casting... We'll be able to tell. We'll be able to tell if there's a Sophie. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how Benedict's story plays out. I was telling Ellen, I said, I could totally see them wanting to do a masquerade ball. For the Bridgertons. Yeah. Um, regardless, first of all, they could make it super sexy because masquerade balls are like that. Um, <clears throat> and Shonda's all about that stuff. Yeah. But um, I, I could see them really wanting to do a masquerade ball, which is where Sophie meets Benedict. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm curious. I could see them not having the whole thing of him getting sick out in the country. and. But I, I could see also it. see them wanting to say him, have him save her from getting raped as a maid because that's a whole statement on class and yeah. the way help was treated back then. And I could see that playing into it. So I don't know. And I don't know, you know, if that'll be next season or yeah. how it's going to play out. Um, I did like seeing, because, um, you know, this isn't necessarily something we get much in the books, but I liked kind of seeing Penelope in action trying to keep her secret and... Um, all these kind of hoops and how Eloise was such like a freaking cock block to yes, be was... her being, <laughs> <laughs> she had to, to like both her being... hire someone to help her because Eloise is just like, no, you have to come with me and hang out with me at this ball. Yeah. Well, and, um, but Colin just broke my heart. I, I don't, that's, I think if anything, that is like my biggest, um, heartbreak in the changes is that conversation that Penelope oh overhears is Colin, in the books, it's Colin with his brothers. And that is much more palatable than, like, Colin with those bros. Yeah. Um, you know, like... Saying I'll never marry talking Penelope. Talking shit or about Penelope. And so that, like, really hurt my heart a little bit. Like, that's, like, probably the change that, like, hurt me the most. Um, However, it might <clears throat> play out well in this... Maybe they've set it up that way for a reason. Maybe it's because yeah. he's going to get crap i don't know i don't know yeah i mean i'm curious to see how the whole miss whistle lady whistledown thing plays out and yeah there's all so many unknowns about that storyline yeah i know because because it's definitely playing out very different than it is from the book so. so we'll have to wait and see yeah um okay what did you think of eloise and her feminism and her little flirt mance 
Um, and that guy was cute. He is very cute. <laughs> and I love uh, Sir Philip Crane and Eloise, but I was like, oh, but he cute. He cute. He cute boy. <laughs> yeah, your brothers have all these little flings with the, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. With S- opera singers. And, yeah. Why can't And Eloise, art models and stuff. Yeah. Get her. Get her thing going on. Um, however... Uh, but they're obviously still including Philip Crane. Yeah, he's, he's popping up now and then, huh? Yeah. Um, no, I was fine with it. I like Eloise having a bigger part because yeah. she's one of my favorite characters. So, um, I mean, in the books and in the series, I think she's mm-hmm. really fun to watch. Um, you know, yeah, I like seeing her and I, and I like having a little feminism in there. Yeah. I'm in support of that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was all good. I yeah. mean, it's like we said. I love the Benedict Eloise element. I always like their yeah. little chats, and I like that they have each other because they're just not understood. They're not understood by the others. They're the artsy. <laughs> um, they're the free thinkers of the group. Yes, for sure. Um, what did you think of Portia and Cousin Jack's Okay, well, that was plot. creeping me out. <laughs> um yeah, that whole thing was creeping me out. And I, I really wanted Prudence to walk in on him and say, Mom, what is going on? But yeah. um, but <laughs> I was sure that he was playing Portia. But I liked that it turned out that she was really kind of playing him. And I figured that that's where it was going, mainly because I knew that they weren't going to have her leave the show. Yeah, and well, I so, knew she wasn't going to leave. Um, I figured she was going to kind of like, no. Because especially when she, because um, we, 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 we re-watched um, some of season one, and when she's talking to Marina, and Marina's saying, like, how did you do it? How did you stay married to a guy that you don't love for 20 years? And she's like, you find things to love. You have your babies, and, you, you know. your babies. And so I was like, she loves her babies, like, and she does all this for her well, babies. Well, I knew she wasn't going to leave, but I was afraid that maybe he was going to break <clears throat> her heart or something, and that was just going to be. No, I was pretty sure that they were going to give her the. Well, so I like that she was like, so get your stuff and get out. And I'm taking some of this money and, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to survive without you. Yeah. Um, And so I think that'll be, that's an interesting direction for the Featheringtons to now be going. I kept expecting, because, you know, in the books we, we know that Penelope kind of starts floating her mom some money. Yeah. Um, Through secret means. Um. And I kept expecting that to happen, you know, as Penelope's observing her mom selling candlesticks and jewelry and things like that. Yeah, it might still happen. Might still happen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked that. Um, I especially liked the, the comment that she makes where she's kind of like masterminding this whole, you know, <laughs> embezzling scheme or whatever it is that they're doing. And, um, she's like, yeah, nobody would believe that a woman could do it. Yeah. So, like, you know. So, you, you have to be the face of this organization. Yeah. Um, Poor women back then. Gosh yeah, dang. no, I'm kidding. Uh, okay, last side plot that I could think to talk of was Benedict. So, what did you think of Benedict and I his like, plot? I like Benedict. <clears throat> Seems like he's got a... Um, hi, Benedict was an utter delight. Oh, that was... <laughs> And you saw it coming from a mile away. <laughs> and Colin's like, just a little bit, just a little bit. And he's like, boom. Um, I loved him at the dinner table where... <laughs> just, ha, ha. <laughs> no, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, so I'm curious to see if he is the next one or not. Um, I think it could definitely go 
both ways because, you know, they kind of gave him some entry into... Well, I think Colin and Penelope might still need some more... Brewing. Brewing. So I think they... I could see him going with Benedict next, but I could also see them going out of order. Um, I'm just not sure Penelope's ready yet. Yeah. They definitely softened her looks, even from... I mean, from season one to this, but also from just the beginning of this season to... Well, and I'm kind of curious if they're still going to do the five-year jump that they do in the books. Yeah. Um, If they were going to do it, they should have done it now with COVID when they had the big break, but... Yeah. Um, But, I don't know, we'll see. And uh, I think I could see that... I could see them giving one of the other siblings besides Colin and Penelope a season and then having Lady Whistledown step in to save, kind of redeem, and having that be... Because um, if they do do Benedict and Sophie, I could see them leaving out, like, her going to jail and all that. I don't know. Maybe they would put that in. Maybe that would be, like... But that whole thing with, um, you know, when Violet and Benedict go and have to get her out of jail. and So, I don't know. I'm curious to see how they play out Benedict's story. Benedict's story, though, they could change quite a bit, and I would be okay with it. It's not one I'm dead set on needing it to be exact in any way. Um, But, you know, like with all the books, there's certain aspects I would really like to see played out on screen. (coughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Uh, Talking about this makes me want to go watch it all over again. I know, me too. (laughs) Um, I had what do we think is next, but we've kind of already talked about that. Okay, so let's talk about sex, baby. There was less, but there was less. But like I said, I think that there was more. I think it was like hotter. Like there was much more like sexual, like ramping up sexual tension. Definitely lingering looks, um, hand stuff. I mean, there was a lot of um, just do it all. Go bang already. I yeah. mean, how many times did we say that? So many times. <laughs> was like, just kiss her! <laughs> so, um, and I, honestly, I'm here for it. I like the, yeah, the dragging us along. Um, my cousin just sent me a Marco Polo of her watching the sex scene, and she says, it's getting hot in here, so take off all your anachronistic underwear. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and I've seen a lot of discussion, because there's, like, a lot of reviews that are saying, like, um, you know, there's a lot less sex scenes and so people are going to be upset and all the romance readers being like, you don't get it. That's not what we care about. It's not the sex. Um, it's the romance. That's why we're called romance readers. We're not called sex readers. <laughs> although they do sometimes that, go hand in that hand. Would, <laughs> that would still apply a little bit. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought that. I think there's people, this is another, I could go on a tirade right now, but. There's people who don't understand that there is a difference between romance and sex. The romance is completely a different thing. Yeah. Than yeah. just banging. Yeah. And um, and I'm all about the romance. And I did think that the sex scene, um, I thought that their sex scene was like kind of hotter than Daphne I and Simon so a little bit. Um, just because of like the outdoorness of it all and like the well, they did hit it outdoors. Like yeah, Daphne and Simon were doing it pretty much. Everywhere. Well, I know, but not initially is what I'm saying. Well, that's true. Um, <clears throat> but um, you know, I think they were going for a slow burn, and that's that's you know, it's this was like straight up Mariana Zapata territory yeah. where it's just like 500 pages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of just like heavy, you know. Close breathing. breathing. 
Um, yeah. Uh, Someone compared it to EK, and I was like, yeah, I can see that, because there was a lot of that close talking. Yeah. I also saw it compared to a K-drama, which is very similar to a Turkish drama, where it's, <laughs> like, you know, just a lot of, like, kiss already! Um... <laughs> Okay, so, Mom, what was your swooniest moment? Oh, my swooniest moment. Um, I know what mine was. I'm going to have to go with the wedding, like when he's imagining her as his bride instead of her sister. Okay. And looking at her over there. I mean, I was just like, yes, 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 make that happen. <clears throat> I am going to go with the bee sting because oh, that was good um i you know love that scene from the book and then so like i i loved it for that but then also like it was hard like they both literally just have to like run away and like <laughs> breathe heavily to themselves and like later he's like you put my hand on your breast she says i was just trying to prove that i was okay um, he was straight up so horny for her throughout the entire show yeah. like when she like shows her thigh a little bit when they're going hunting and he's just like what? <laughs> I also did love the Paul Mall over there in the mud. That was cute. Yeah, that and was that cute. was pretty swoony. Uh-huh. Um, there's just so much. I mean, it's literally made to be swoony, like yeah. multiple, multiple times. Yeah. So the library, the, yeah, the yeah. making out in the church, yeah, the, that was good. yeah, the shooting was good. The yeah, the shooting was good. See, there's just so many swoony moments. It was it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Let's now hear from some of you. And if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I will say, I was telling mom, I'm like, I like that our group is much more measured in their responses than well, I've seen some, some responses. Of the people online are just like, not having it. Yeah. Um, just relax and enjoy it, everybody. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, so first we have Paige who sent in an audio file of her thoughts, which is especially appreciated today with my voice so let's hear from Paige hey Ellen and mom it's Paige H and I was originally just going to leave a comment before I watched Bridgerton but then I watched it and I have thoughts and I wanted to talk those thoughts out even though I know it would be shorter if I just wrote it down but whatever (laughs) anyway I definitely think that it was better than season one I enjoyed season one I know some people thought it was boring I didn't think so it was fine I wish they would have changed, you know, that whole business at the end, but they didn't. Ugh, whatever. Anyways, and going into season two, I was excited. I didn't have, like, huge expectations. I figured that I would like it because, you know, it's not really that hard to please me, and I'm easily entertained. So all I wanted was the Paul Mall scene, and we got that, and I knew we were going to get that. So I was pretty open to what this season might hold, and now that I've watched it, I kind of have mixed feelings and I'll talk about my negative and then move on to the positive. All right. I really wish that we would have gotten more Kate and Anthony. I really wanted them happy together more because I mean I got to the point when I was in the eighth episode and there was like less than 20 minutes left and everything was just going wrong. You know, Penelope and Eloise were fighting, and then Benedict was like, oh, I'm not going to be at the art school anymore because you paid for it. And I'm like, Benedict, believe in yourself. No. Oh. And then Penelope hears Colin say the thing that he's not supposed to say until the next book, but whatever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Are we even going to get a happily ever after this season? I don't know. And then, you know... 
they confess their love and it's all good and stuff. But it's just like we watched eight plus hours of content and we only get the happily ever after romance for like 10 minutes or less, which is very unbalanced. And I know the sexual tension was great. Chemistry between Simone Ashley and Jonathan Bailey were off the charts. Simone Ashley as Kate is wonderful. She is so amazing. She completely embodies Kate and she's perfect. Nobody else could have been Kate. Jonathan Bailey was just as equally as amazing and I loved them. I loved their dynamic. I loved how they have so much in common and it should have been then from the beginning which we all know and which kind of moves me into my next thing that I really really hated is what they did with Edwina and Kate's relationship. I didn't like the way Edwina was acting towards Kate. I mean I get that Kate should have told her about her stupid turd faces of grandparents who had this awful condition of like just to marry well that was in finger quotes since you can't see she should have you know admittedly told Edwina that but I mean I understand why she didn't and I really wish that Edwina would have tried to put herself in Kate's shoes and been more understanding because I mean how is Kate supposed to tell her oh hey by the way this guy that I've been warning you off, I actually have feelings for him, so maybe could you look for somebody else? And I felt like Edwina was trying to say that Kate was pushing Edwina and Antony together when she tried everything to get her to not accept his courtship, and Edwina knew that Kate had reservations the entire time, and she was insistent upon Antony. She's like, I want him. She literally said, I want him. And I just, I don't understand why they did that. I don't understand why Edwina was so hung up on Antony. I mean, Antony's obviously handsome and charming and stuff, but it's just like, why does she want him so bad? I don't understand. And, you know, I mean, Kate's, Kate and Antony are a lot alike. You know, they sacrificed a lot for their family. They try to look out for their family and protect them as best as they can. And Kate just only ever wanted the best for Edwina. She just wanted Edwina to be happy. And I just like didn't understand why Edwina couldn't get that. And I wonder if part of it was because she felt like such a fool and that's why she was being all snarfy about it. I don't know. And Antony definitely should not have proposed to her. He was 100% wrong to do that. And Edwina is valid in feeling upset that, you know, they lied to her and that Antony proposed to her. <sighs> but I just didn't like that she was so snotty. And I don't understand how she couldn't see that Antony and Kate were super into each other. It was obvious, and she was just so set on him that she was blinded. I don't know. It was just hard because I loved their relationship in the book. It was wonderful. It was so nice to see a stepmother, half-sister relationship that was really good. And I had a feeling that they were going in that direction. I can't remember which episode or, like, what point it was at, but I'm like, I really hope they don't do it. And then they did it, and uh, I don't know if they just did it because they couldn't figure out another conflict I don't know but I just I didn't like it and I I mean I hated it and yeah that was my main huge gripe I was obviously upset about Penelope and Eloise biting at the end oh and by the way like the actress who played Edwina she did an amazing job I don't hate Edwina or anything like that I was just upset that they had her character go in that direction but she played it wonderfully props to her 
the acting was so amazing on point this season. And for Penelope, I I don't like that she does questionable things when she feels threatened about Whistledown. You know, she kind of definitely gets that cunning, devious streak from her mother, and it's not always that great. And I do think that part of the reason why she wrote that about Eloise was to save her, but I do think little part of it was because... She didn't want anybody taking credit for Whistledown, and while that's, you know, maybe not the best, I understand where she's coming from, and I can't really blame her, because, I mean, what does Penelope really have? I mean, yeah, she's got Eloise, but her sisters suck, her dad's dead, not that he was the best dad anyway, but, and her mom is, well, you know, Lady Featherington, I mean, she definitely underestimates Penn, and nobody sees her. She's in love with Eloise's brother, and he doesn't see her as anything but a friend. Lady Whistledown is one of the only things that she has where she feels powerful, and I understand why she doesn't want somebody else to take credit for it. It doesn't make it, you know, right, but yeah. Okay, I think that's enough for the negative, for the positives. I really love Kate and Antony's sexual tension. I love how bantery they are. Love the enemies to lovers. It's so great. It's so fun. Paul Mall. Oh, it was so wonderful. I loved it. They just really did a great job with Paul Mall. And I think they really did a good job of showing why Antony doesn't want love. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it because in the book he doesn't want love because he's afraid he's going to die. And at the same age his dad did. And I feel like that's hinted a little bit in this, but you understand why he doesn't want love when he saw his mom be completely destroyed by his dad's death. And he doesn't want to leave a wife like that. And it makes sense why he just doesn't want love. And I thought they did a really, really great job with that. I enjoyed Penelope and Madame Delacroix. Delacroix? I'm sorry. I can't remember how to pronounce her name. I loved their partnership. That was great. I would have liked more Benedict and Eloise scenes. We only got one swing scene, which is not cool, but I I love them. They're like my favorite brother-sister relationship. They're so great. Eloise was awesome. Love that she's always reading. I loved her and Kate's relationship. And one of the things that I loved the most, I have never hated Lady Featherington I usually don't agree with what she does, but I understand that her motivations are to get her daughters married off because she loves them. And when, at the very end, Colin, you know, gives his ultimatum and tells Cousin Jack to get the heck out of Dodge, and he wants Lady Featherington to come with him, she basically tells him, no, I am a mother. I already have a team, my daughters, and I'm not going to abandon them. And I thought that was really powerful, and it made me really love Lady Featherington in that moment, so I have very positive feelings of her. We'll see if that carries over to season three, but it's one of my highlights of the season. I can't really say I completely loved this season or enjoyed it. There was a lot of angst to it. I really wanted Kate and Antony to be together way before they were. I wanted them to be happy together more than what we got, and the tension was next level, but I didn't need it to go on as long as it did. I would definitely rewatch this season before I would rewatch season one. I guess I like it. I have a hard time saying that convincingly, but they did a really great job. Overall, it was a great season, and there were things that I hated and things that I loved, so, yep.
I'm a little nervous for what the next seasons might bring, but I will definitely be watching them, and I'm sure once they get closer to releasing, I will be just as excited and stay up all night to binge them like I did for this one. Anyway, I think that's it for me. I can't wait to hear what everybody else thinks, and I will talk to you all later. Bye. Thanks for that, Paige. Mainly, thank you for sparing my throat having to read that. Um, <laughs> but, no, there's a, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I I will say the main thing that I, like, thought of when, when you were saying your comments is, if anything, with the Edwina stuff, I kind of wish we had had more of a moment where Kate got to explain herself a little bit to Edwina um, because Edwina never really gives her that opportunity. Um, you know, Edwina kept asking like, when did this happen? And then Kate never said, and I wanted Kate to say, I realized I might have feelings for him the second, like when you told me that you were in love with him and I didn't want to take that away from you. And I want it. And I also wanted there to be a more pointed commentary on, the fact that I think Edwina was in love with the idea of him more than anything. And I wanted her to realize that. And I wanted her to. Well, the, the thing that bothered me, sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to. But you do all the time anyway. Yeah. So, so here it goes. Um, the thing that bothered me is when Anthony came and talked to her after, you know, she left the wedding and they're having their conversation. And at no point did she ever say, do you have feelings for my sister? I wanted her to point blank ask him yeah, so that he could put him on the spot and make him answer that. Mm -hmm. And she never really does. Yeah. I just, I think that there could have been good opportunities to make commentary on the fact that, you know, she was just happy. She wasn't, you know, she came there to make a good match and she probably more than anything was just happy to have the uh, option of, Marrying a guy who was good looking, was nice to her, wasn't an old crone, you know, yeah. like, I think she was probably just more in, in rich, which I guess <laughs> is more true to the book too. Like that's more why Edwina yeah. was going along with it in the book. Um, but again, I guess that that just, you know, back piggybacking off of what we were saying earlier, I think that just doesn't provide as much drama. <sighs> yeah. Um, Okay, let's now get to reading what some of y'all think. Um, Catherine said, do we have any clue how the queen stays upright with that wig on? I thought that so many times. I want to know how heavy that thing is and what exactly they're doing to, like, pin that to her head. Well, or bracing her neck. It seems like, it seems <clears throat> yeah. like your neck would get so sore. Um, she said, I know actors often have to exercise for roles, but usually it's someone who needs to who needs abs to play a superhero, not a character actress working out her shoulders and back to keep a wig on. Yeah. I barely watched any of season one. Sorry, but we decided to start on season two. Kate is so beautiful and the dog is great. I plan on binging the rest of the season. So if I finish it before Sunday, I'll report back. And then she reported back and said, what's the deal with Francesca? Is she away at boarding school or something? As I've said before, alphas don't usually do it for me, but as far as Anthony goes, I'll make an exception. Winky face. Um, yeah, as I said, I think they should have at least made another comp because like last season they made the comment about her You're going to bath to practice piano or whatever. Yeah. And so I think they should have made some sort of comment about that still being the case, but, um, yeah, she just kind of disappeared. Yeah. 
Um, I did like that scene where the family was there and she was like, come see the baby. And Eloise is like, why does he look different from the last time I saw him? <laughs> Um, oh, Eloise. Oh, Eloise. Okay, Natalie. She's got a lot of comments. Let's dig in. So I finished it. I have lots of thoughts, but nothing totally coherent at the moment. I will start by saying that the actors were stupendous. The casting for this was so good. The sets and costumes and music were equally great, just as last season. The instrumental wrecking ball moment was chef's kiss. Yeah, that was yeah, really good. That was good. Um, I liked the changes to the Sharma family's backstory and I think it fit in so well. However, I'm disappointed by the plot changes they made specifically for Kate and Anthony. The fact that Anthony and Edwina went so far with their courtship and the fact that we only got to see Anthony and Kate happy together for like four minutes was highly dissatisfying. That last two minutes of the show made me so happy, but I wish there had been more of that in over eight hours of TV. Kate and Anthony deserved better. However, I loved Edwina in the show. Her speech in episode six was so well done. Her character was lied to, yes, but I felt like she also fought for herself and her agency in a way book Edwina never had to or got to. Um, and the actress playing her was perfection. I am imp so impressed how the actress brought a character who could be boring or self-righteous to life as a real person. I also love the actor who plays Benedict. He is so charismatic and is bringing a lot more to one of my least favorite characters from the books. I could probably go on about almost all the actors. Um, as for side plots, I actually love to see Mama Featherington's scheme. Polly Walker is so good, so I didn't mind that. I'm not crazy about how Eloise and Penelope ended, but I am trying to be open-minded and I'm very interested to see where it goes. Overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but not as much as I was hoping. I can't tell if I'm a little disappointed because I was more invested because I loved this book and not The Duke and I, or if the first season just did a better job overall of adapting the book it was based on. Hashtag pen deserves better. Hashtag why is show Colin so boring? Oh. <clears throat> he is like... <clears throat> They're not giving him as many opportunities to be, like, quippy as they do in the books. And his charm isn't showing up quite like it did in the books. Yes. I will I will concede to that. Um, yes, I agree. Like, uh, uh, I, like I said, I think that um, they do well by Edwina, even though I don't love all the changes that they made regarding her character. Um, but I get them. Any other comments from you? Mm, no. I get the I get them wanting more Kate and Anthony happy, but I think we still have six more seasons of television, you guys. And I think we're gonna see more. And I think that unlike the books, they're not gonna just be like one and done. You know, yeah. like we'll still get to see more of them. Um, Anne says I made the mistake of rereading book two. Very recently, but I still watched the season super quickly and enjoyed it. The bickering and chemistry between Anthony and Kate was perfect. I loved Benedict's whole story and Anthony's grief slash character growth was well done. Although Violet was a big factor in her children's problems again. I hope they go easier on her next season. <sighs> yeah, that's true. The big negatives, uh, the negatives mainly revolved around how the Sharmas treated each other. I didn't like that they amped up the love triangle. Edwina would have been a stronger character if she had known Anthony was disinterested sooner and called off the wedding herself earlier. Plus, the lies Kate told Edwina went too far with letting her marry a man who admitted that he would always think of Kate. At that point, I felt like the sisterly love wasn't earned, so it felt extra messed up for Kate to let the wedding go on. To make this a compliment sandwich, since I really did like watching despite these issues, I loved 
the heart to hearts between Anthony and Daphne, Violet, Gregory, etc. <clears throat> I did like the Gregory scene. His cute see. little dimples are just adorable. Yeah. Um. Yes, I would agree with that. That um, letting Edwina marry. <laughs> Uh, marry him when he has said that to her is kind of like flies in the face of her wanting what's best for but you know I think at that time they well I think that's when she's thinking I'm just going to go away so I just I I won't be a a thing well and a jilt you know I realize that this show obviously um, doesn't always care about historical accuracy but you know canceling a wedding that the queen is now throwing would be well i mean if that just kate overhearing his comment to his friends about wed bed and bread Mm -hmm. um that that's all women are good for yeah and um i mean there and i get that that's why she didn't like anthony for her but tell her say look this is what he this is all he wants this is why i don't like him because of this comment that i heard him say to his friends yeah agreed uh jessica says just finished and i loved it it wasn't i wasn't too sure about the changes made to kate and anthony's storyline but the final moments of the last episode and the intense pining throughout really made it up for me i also was all in on mama featherington i echo earlier comments about polly walker so amazing so excited to see the remaining seasons as they come. Krista says, I really enjoyed it. I loved Anthony. My favorite scene with him was actually with Gregory telling him about their father. Yeah, that was, that sweet. was sweet. Benedict is my favorite Bridgerton in the books, and I loved him on the show. I can't wait to see his story on screen. The only thing I didn't love was how Edwina was treated. I prefer the book where she was more a shipper for the two of them. It was hard to watch her feelings be hurt and not get her own H-E-A. I'm really interested in seeing how the next season plays out with Eloise figuring out Penelope is Whistledown. It's very different from the book, and Penelope really damaged her relationship with Eloise. Also, Colin's relationship with Marina was completely destroyed by her, which wasn't presented in which wasn't present in the book. True. <clears throat> well, you didn't even know Marina in the book. Yeah, not yet, especially. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Like we said, it's gonna be interesting to see. How they... <laughs> I'm really interested to see how Penelope <clears throat> redeems herself, because she has to. Yeah. Um, okay. Ashley says, uh, Netflix, the disappointment. After such a great season one for me, this one was kind of a letdown. I still love all the characters and actors, but they took the Edwina Anthony thing way too far. Even after she left him at the altar, he still went to her and said that he would marry her? Really? You want us to root for him and Kate after that? Also, by the time Kate and Dorset were in the boat, I was hoping for a major plot change where they ended up together. I know Edwina was young in the books, but she looked way young, and it was a little creepy. It's kind of weird that they are setting up the To Sir Philip with Love plot line already, and I'm somewhat interested to see where that goes. Also, me too. Yeah. Um, related, related side note, show Colin is a tool and does not have enough charm to make up for it. Yeah, we'll see. Benedict le- uh, is my favorite part, and I can't wait for his story, assuming it's next. Didn't mind the Eloise pen reveal, and I'm uh, and I'm totally down with this plot change. Interesting. Um, overall, it was too much angst and not enough happiness slash laughter, and not to be too much of a wanton woman, but I could have used more sexy times because Anthony is fire emoji. He is fire emoji. But <laughs> I would say, um, you know... <coughs> When they said Chanda Rhimes was going to be making this series, 
it was there was going to be angst. She was going to yeah. have to add angst. I mean, that's just all there is to it. So just we on brand. We just should have known that that was coming. So yeah, I mean, honestly, hate to say it, but if we wanted, if you wanted just straight book adaptation, we it. I mean, it was probably either going to be. Hallmark or Shonda Rhimes, yeah. and I'm here more for the Shonda Rhimes adaptation. Um, um, or it would have gotten like the Sweet Magnolias treatment, which is still sort of Hallmarky, or even Virgin River, which yeah. still somewhat Hallmarky. So, I'm here for the big budget. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Of you know. Um, Karen says, I enjoyed it more than season one and had no expectations as I hadn't read the book. My favorite scene was when Anthony walks past Kate and their pinky fingers arch towards each other without yeah. touching. Yeah, it's the hand stuff, I'm ah! telling you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Raquel says, I haven't read the books and honestly have decided not to read them so I can enjoy the show. I know myself, I'd be comparing the show and the books all the time. It's probably pretty smart. Yeah. I rewatched season one. I mean, one. you haven't read them yet. Just don't read them. Yeah, it's let true. the series play out and then read them. Although I would be such like I'm. I know. What I'm. I know. I know <laughs> I'm such like a spoiler. I would have to be like I have to know what happens next. Um, I rewatched season one last week and just finished binging season two. Overall, I liked it, but it lacked heat. It. Oh, how can you say that? It was a bit frustrating considering all the slow burning and sexual tension between Anthony and Kate when they were alone. Anyways, I just wish they'd had more sexy screen time instead of just a couple of minutes in the last two episodes. But my gosh, is it me or the actor who plays Anthony is way hotter than back in 2020. And of course, Benedict was lovely as always. Now I just want to read a steamy historical to quench the thirst. Well, they got rid of some of the sideburn, which I think helped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but he was looking good. He I mean, anyway, he good. probably knew he was going to be. I mean, as be... soon as he came up on screen, I was like, <laughs> when I was looking at Ellen like, mm. <laughs> And when he's, you know, like getting out of bed with a prostitute or something and he's like, you know, showing it all. I'm like, okay, Anthony. Okay, Anthony, look at you. <laughs> I mean, he knew he was going to be naked on screen. He was probably bulking up a little bit, probably. Well, I was here for it. <laughs> Aaron says, I went in really wanting to enjoy this season. It's been years since I read the book, so no adaptation hangs for me there. But I felt this got too bogged down with other storylines. I thought the actors had great chemistry, although I could have done without all the chest heaving every time they were in close proximity of each other. That's the best part. Seriously, were they running laps before these takes? Possibly. <laughs> by episode six, I was half-heartedly watching by... Um, and by episode eight, I was ready for it to be over. I understand in some books we don't get the HEA into the last chapter, but that's not what I'm looking for in my TV viewing. I mean, the epilogue was fire, and I could have used more of that way sooner. Fair. Um, Amy says, still have a few episodes to watch, but so far the highlight of season two was getting to see Luke Thompson's naked butt. Peach emoji. <laughs> I... That was a highlight. <laughs> um, Jen says, so I watched the first half of the season Friday, listened to the audiobook Saturday, and watched the second half Saturday night. You are a crazy person, yeah, Jen. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the thing about the book is that the second half is boring. Anthony and Kate are married, and there's no action. It's just Anthony in his head telling himself he can't fall in love with Kate because he's going to die young like his dad. I can see why Shonda's crew changed it to add a little drama with the wedding triangle thing. It's not a favorite trope of mine, but it had me wondering how they were going to resolve it. 
I thought they did a good job setting up Benedict's story for next season. I enjoyed the addition of the Featherington cousin. That storyline amused me. The gun cabinet with the antlers cracked me up. Uh, Colin annoyed me, and the Penelope Eloise falling out broke my heart. Overall, the first half of the season was an absolute joy. The Paul Mall scene was amazing. The sexual tension between Anthony and Kate was great. I loved seeing Anthony stomping around, wanting to kiss slash strangle Kate. The second half of the season was just a like for me. As others have mentioned, it was annoying having to wait for the very end of the season to see Anthony and Kate get their HEA. Um, yes, I totally agree with you about the comments about the book. I just don't think that, I just don't think that the book would translate to the screen as well as people think that it would. Well, and I don't, I don't know that I understand all the shade that's being thrown at Colin. Um, however, I get some of it. I get his going to visit Marina. That was weird. That yeah. would be a weird. And thing I was to glad do. that Marina was like, "Hun, you just need to move on." Like yeah. I'm, I'm living my life now. And <laughs> yeah, just, just go away and leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, Cassie says, spoilers for Eloise's book mentioned in here. I'll mark them with asterisks in case you want to avoid them. I will say a spoiler. The theme of this season seemed to be source material. Who needs it? The last time I reread the Bridgerton books was just before the season one premiere, and my memory is awful, but even I could tell just how far this season strayed from the book. It made me sad what they did with Edwina. It ruined the relationship between Kate and Edwina, and I felt sorry for both of them in the end. The wedding episode was painful to watch. They invested way too much time into the love triangle and didn't give us enough time seeing Anthony and Kate as a happy couple at the end. These were my overall feelings after finishing the season, but along the way, I did have lots of things that I loved. The stylistic choices are so fun, in my opinion. I love the string versions of pop songs and all the anachronistic costumes. I think they make the viewing experience more fun. The portrayal of Anthony and Violet's grief was so well done. I cried while watching. Yeah, I cried a couple I think times I too. Cried too. Kate was amazing. The actresses who played both Kate and Edwina were phenomenal. Also, Kate and Anthony's chemistry was palpable. The bee sting scene, while missing the scandalous venom-sucking aspect, was still great, in my opinion. Penelope pining for Colin was heartbreaking, but Colin on the show is kind of a disappointment. I hope I end up liking him more. I'm getting nervous for the setup of future seasons. This is the spoiler for Eloise's book. The Eloise and Theo storyline was an interesting choice. I could see myself rooting for them, but I was so happy to see Sir Philip Botany Boy. <laughs> I love him so much already. It will be sad if slash when Marina dies since we've come to know her, but I desperately need Eloise and Sir Philip's story. End of those spoilers. Also, what's going on with Francesca? Her book is my number one favorite in the series. She only appeared in the last episode of the first season and briefly in the first few episodes of this season. I know her book is way off in the future, but I'm getting nervous about her lack of screen time. Overall, I was excited to be back in the Bridgerton world, and I liked a lot of this season, but I just but just felt like I wanted more for Kate and Anthony. Hopefully, future seasons will give us lots of scenes of them as a happily married couple. I think they will, you guys. I think they will, too. And I think... <clears throat> I I think that it was fine the way that they ended, just with them having just got married. And... Because, you guys, we have six seasons of them as yeah, a married couple. and we're going to see them, you know, played out. And I think we're going to... And they're going to need their storyline. And so their storyline is probably going to be how happy and married they are. And babies being born and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, Maida says, I haven't read the book, so I can't compare, but I've enjoyed the first half of the season so far, have been seeing that people are unhappy with the second half. I'll say that I appreciate the casting, especially that Kate is not played by a light-skinned actress, as is often the case with Indian stars. I also like that there were some Hindi words thrown in. Didi means big sister. It is fun and beautiful to watch, though it sounds like it strayed quite a bit from the book. It did, Maida. Uh, Juliet says, I'm not quite finished, but honestly not loving it as much as season one. Anthony and Kate's chemistry is there, but the complete deviation from Edwina's character in the books isn't really working for me. I also didn't love how they cut Kate's fear of storms to just a little flinch with lightning. I feel like, uh, the both irrational fears was, them both having irrational fears was a big thing that brought them together in the book. I'm pretty sure I said that exact same thing. Yeah. I'll see if they can redeem it in the last three episodes, but right now I'm not loving it. It which is a little disappointing since this is one of my favorite of the series. Fair. Kayla says, I probably don't have much to add that hasn't already been said, but I love the book and the season in their own ways. I actually like the fact that it deviated from the books, some from the books, because it, I didn't know every single little thing that was going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's also true. But I do wish there was more of Anthony and Kate finally together. Poor Edwina got dragged along for four too long. And then finally, Shelby says, I liked the season, but not the big changes, if that makes sense. The longing between Kate and Anthony was perfect, but I could do without all the unnecessary bits. I'm all for the slow burn and their absolute insane chemistry. They were everything I hoped they would be. That being said, the, the things I didn't like, I really didn't like. Edwina actually having feelings for Anthony and the progression of their relationship, I don't think the show had to be 100% faithful to the book, but I do truly wish they wouldn't have made it where Edwina was in love with him. <clears throat> well, I don't know that she really was. I don't know that she was either. And, and and honestly, if I were to say anything, I wish that they kind of had her have that realization. But again, maybe that's something, you know, maybe we'll have some scene in a future. Because this isn't the end, necessarily, yeah. of their story. Um, They could still have scenes where... Edwina actually falls in love with someone and is talking to Kate and says, I realized that like, I never loved Anthony. everything I thought I felt for Anthony was just not nothing, you yeah. know? And so we could still have those moments. That's what I, so while I get a lot of this stuff about wanting more, we still have opportunities to get more. I mean, right. We didn't get much of Daphne and Simon, but it's because Reggae didn't want to be in it. But I've seen both Jonathan and Simone say that they want to be in future seasons. So I think we still have opportunities to get more of their stories. And I think, you know, I think we will. So, yeah, I, I, I don't <clears throat> see this as the end. It's not like the books where once their story's over... Yeah, you know we don't really see much of them. They show up at a family party now and then. Um, I think the series is going to, you know, we're going to see more of their story carried out. Yeah, especially I bet we see, assuming Jonathan Bailey wants to do more of the show and like and still have it be like a full role. Um, I could see him playing, him having a storyline of being still the patriarch of this family, you know, right. and and kind of the stressors that come with that and. You know? And Kate helping him with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, any final thoughts, Mom, other than those? No, I really liked it. And, um, you know. I, I just, just love having a Bridgerton series. I do, too. And and I think we need to keep our <clears throat> minds open. And I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth, you know? Like, yeah, I, absolutely. Um, I, I, get, I get being disappointed in some changes, 
But I'm just, I'm choosing to just be happy that we're... That it exists. Yes. That it's a thing. And that it's a very popular thing and that, you know... It's bringing more attention and, you know, hopefully people will look to romance for more source material and understand that there's an audience for it. And, you know, I think we're already starting to see that with, you know, like The Lost City this weekend and things like that. We're starting to see the rom com <laughs> Hash mark. Well, and I think True. with everything that's going on in the world, it's, sometimes it's just fun just to lose yourself in some... Yeah. Some romance. Too true. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Bridgerton. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On April 4th, we'll be chatting about From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're ever so welcome. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.